0: Daryl wasn't able to make it back. So he was up picking up a, an item for the church, and uh, he would have had to drive on the Sabbath and stuff, so he, he opted to uh, take another few days off. So you get to hear me. <laughs> That's a blessing. I've been in the church now for over fifty-six years. In that period of time, I've listened, or I should say, I have heard more than 4,000 sermons. Uh, but should I listen to everything i said? Probably not. Like most people, we have things that occur in our life that keeps us to, from hearing everything that's being said. I know that our pastor has... Probably given more than 2,000 sermons, because I know here in our, in our library we have already 16, over 1600 sermons that he's delivered. But, uh, I wonder myself, I, 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 I didn't grasp what God wanted from me. All those sermons that I listened to, I, when I was first coming into the church, it was so uh, so much different than what I've ever lived before in my life and we made a lot of changes in, in what we did. like many people, we heard a lot of sermons a lot of sermonettes and I probably have delivered a lot of sermonettes too over the years. but did I put what I heard to work all the time? Probably not.
1: probably not.
0: In the book of Revelations in chapter 2 and 3, God says to the churches seven times, seven times He makes the statement, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. In the New Living Translation it, it reads, Anyone who is willing to hear should listen to the Spirit and understand what the Spirit says to the churches. And in the Good News Bible it says, if you have ears, then listen. It's important, because why would God seven times emphasize the importance of listening? Not just hearing, but listening. So, if you want a title for the sermon, I'd write it, Hearing versus Listening. Hearing versus listening. Because there's a difference in hearing and listening. The definition for hearing versus listening. Hearing and listening are often used interchangeably. <laughs> Don't you think about that? Somebody says, do you hear that? Well, yeah. Did you listen to what was said? Oh, yes. I mean, i heard it. I was there. So we use the, the term hearing and listening interchangeably because we think it's the same thing. Because most people think what it means some things, but they they have two different meanings, two completely different meanings. Hearing is a natural sense that allows you to detect sounds through your through your ears. So, all sounds. It's an automatic thing from your very birth. In fact, they say from the uh, third trimester, I believe it was, that babies begin to hear. And they hear sounds. They might not know what they are, but from even the third trimester, babies are hearing sounds. And I know that for a fact because when my One granddaughter was born, Faith. Uh, I used to get up on on Beth's tummy and go, Hello, Elmer. And Charlotte would talk around. And when she was born, Charlotte walked into the the grandmother, walked into the nursery, and said something to to the nurse there. And Faith picked her head up and looked around. So she recognized Charlotte's voice. So it's it's very apparent that people hear sounds. They might not know what they're they're saying, but it's automatic. A truck goes by, a car goes by, a plane comes through the air. A lot of times you can hear the airplanes uh, seven, eight miles up in the air and you look for them from where you hear the sound but they're way different. But you hear the noise. So it's automatic. So hearing then is something that is automatic. Listening, however, is something you consciously choose to do. In other words, you have to sit there and say, I want to hear, I want to understand, I want to comprehend what's being said. It's not always being uh, here. You hear words and sometimes you're in the process of trying to find out what you want to say next. So you don't really, you really aren't listening. You're just hearing the words. But listening, you have to decide, I want to know what that person is saying. So it's important to grasp the fact that it is, it is something that you have to choose to do. It requires concentration, uh, Sometimes we just don't concentrate on what's being said. So our brain, if you don't concentrate on what's being said, then your brain doesn't categorize them in the right spots. It just comes in. I think years ago we used to say we come into church and we put a hearing plug in one ear so it keeps the stuff bouncing around inside so we can take it out with us. Because most of the time it seems like it goes in one ear and out the other. And that's not, that's just hearing. But listening is you concentrate, and you take that information into your, your brain, and then you categorize it where it ought to be. A clinical psychologist, Kevin Gilliard, had to say, there is a difference between the two, is like night and day. It's totally different. Hearing and concentrating or listening. The act of hearing is rather uh, simple and basic, but listening, on the other hand, is three dimensional. It's in a different dimension. So you have to put it in the right perspective. Uh, when he says uh, three dimensional, people that, uh, he, he goes on to say, people that excel in work or in a marriage or in a friendship, or even those that attend church services are the ones that have have strived with their heart uh, to for the ability to listen. You, need, you, have, you really have to concentrate on what it's being said. Uh, what does mean? What it means then is there is active hearing and passive hearing. So. Passive hearing is just, you hear noises. That's just passive. But active hearing, on the other hand, is a way of listening and responding to another person that improves mutual understanding. So how do you know what the person's really trying to get to? If you're passive, you just start to come in and go out. But if you really want to know, you have to focus your attention on what's being said. So in other words, the way you want to listen is, listen, if you're seeking to understand another person you have to look for the solutions that he's pointing out. Passive uh, listening then, on the other hand, passive listeners, according to Dr. Billiard, is a listener who is trying to contribute who is not I'm sorry, who is not trying to contribute to the conversation or the church service or the person speaking. They're just not they don't want to be a part of it. It's just they're there. And and we find it in ourselves. Whether we work and we have cold hearts coming up and they're talking and, and we've got something specific we're doing. We don't we hear them we hear words but we don't understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You get that? So you're a passive uh, uh, person. So if somebody's telling you a story, if you're a passive, you just hear the story, but it doesn't mean much to you. So passive understand, uh, hearing is, or passive listener, should say,
1: uh,
0: is one who shows no interest in what's being said. Okay. Basically, you just. I accept. I hear. It. Yeah, we acknowledge. Yeah, well, I know you're speaking, but you're really not. You're not really connected with it. Hebrews. Uh, we're going to go to Hebrews in a second. Here, the first point then is you have to be interested in what's being said. So there's there, there is a better way. I'm going to try to go through a, a better way to become an active listener. I want to help you see how to improve hearing to become not only a hearer, but a listener. Someone who can comprehend. Go to Hebrews, then, chapter 5, verse 11. To be an active listener. Hebrews, chapter 5, verse 11 of whom we have many things to say. So Paul's talking to the Hebrews. He says, look, I have a lot of things to tell you. I've got a lot of information. And the things that I'm going to tell you, he's saying, is hard to utter. It's, pretty, it's really difficult for me sometimes, and I'm sure any pastor of a church finds the same problem, that he has a lot to bring forth, but sometimes it's hard to, to utter that. See, he goes on, Paul does, that you're dull of hearing. Dull of hearing is passive listening. The word dull is dull or slothful, laziness. It's lazy listening, so it becomes passive. So Paul is telling the people, you just are passive listeners. Verse 12, For when the time starts, you ought to be teachers. So he said, look, you ought to be, you ought to be out there and you should be doing the teaching. You should be showing God's way of life. That's active listening because you listen to what was said. That's strong, a, uh, ought to be teachers is from Strong's 1320, uh, which means uh, in, instructors or doctors, masters, or teachers. So you should be able to teach somebody else. But you people, he's saying to the church, this is to the church, said to the church, look, you don't want to know, apparently because you're just not involved in what's being said. It goes on in verse 12. You have need that one teach you again because you're passive listeners, which being the first principles of the oracles of God. So what did we learn in Herbert, under Herbert Armstrong? The basic principles of a Christian and Christian living. The basic principles that God wanted us to learn. We, we were taught by Herbert Armstrong. But many people, Paul said, and here at the Hebrews, he said, you're just passive listeners. You didn't get it. I can remember Mr. Armstrong. Many times at the feast, and says, you don't get it. And I'm sitting there saying, I get it. But I didn't get it no more than anybody else did. So we didn't get the first principles of God. And I've become such as have need of milk. We need to go back to the basics many times. And not strong meat so the milk would be those in passive listening who need to get back to listening and you need to have strong meat which to go on before. And we've had a lot of strong meat brought to us over the years here. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe. The, The word there for unskillful is... Psalm, I mean, is strong five five two, And I can't pronounce the word. So it means arrogant. We become arrogant. We become to that point to say, I know it all. Why do I have to listen to anymore? So I can hear the words, but I don't have to listen. <laughs> Why should I listen? I know it all. So a person who is in that point, is an arrogant listener. But strongly belong to them that are of full age, even those who by of abuse have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. In the Good News Bible, verse 14 reads, However, solid food is for mature people. So the words that Paul was bringing the words that we get at Sabbath services are for mature people. Sometimes they go to babes, for the new, new people coming into church, but for the mature people, it is solid food, whose minds are trained by practice to know the difference between good and evil. When it says, minds are trained, that means you're a active listener, which goes beyond just hearing the words. Romans chapter 2, verse 13, from the New Living Translation reads, For it is not merely knowing the law, it's not just to know the law, that brings God's approval. Those who obey the law will be declared right in God's sight. So it says you have to, you can't just hear it. And so many people, uh, worldwide, broke apart. Many, many people showed that they were just passive listeners. They were not approved or declared right in God's sight. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 1, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 1 reads. King New King uh, the King James. Now therefore hearken. So here God is saying, Pay attention, O Israel, unto the statutes and the judgments which I teach you, for to do them that you may live and go in the process and possess the land which the Lord your God, your father, has given you. So he said, Hearken unto it. And who came King then a new lit, new, uh, new Testament. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting followed up with my words anyway. From this <laughs> New Living Testament, it states, and now Israel, listen carefully. Instead of so saying, hearken, it says, listen carefully to what is being said. So point one then was to be interested, to be a passive listener. You have to first of all decide in your head, in your mind, in your heart, I want to know what's being said. I want to change. I want to do what God wants me to do. And at Sabbath services, or uh, sermons that you hear, or you're reading in the Scriptures, you have to come to the point to say, I really, really want to understand what God has to say. So point one is, you have to be interested. or you're not going to be a, a good listener if you're not interested in what's being said. Point two, then, would be, you need to ask questions. You hear a sermon, you hear somebody speaking, you need to ask them questions. Ask them, well, what do you mean? At the end of conversation or a sermon, try to briefly summarize what the main point was and to make sure you clearly understand it, then ask the questions later. Go to the speaker, go to the minister, go to the person or friend that we've been talking to you and ask them questions. And the questions that you need to ask, you want to focus on questions that are inviting people to elaborate, ask the more important questions for clarification. If you didn't understand it, and many times in a sermon we, we hear things and we don't quite understand. I've been down this road. We all probably have got to some ways in the line. If you've heard as many sermons as I have or George or Shirley has heard or Al, Harry, you, uh, you, you, you question what's... Yeah, I didn't understand that right. So talk to the speaker. Ask him questions that will help you understand what was being said. Go to Romans chapter 14. We want to know exactly because you want to be a part of the family of God. And you have to be an active listener to do that. Romans chapter 14, verse 19. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace, things which one may edify another. The word edify there means to promote uh, a promotional of uh, spiritual growth. The things that will help you to, to be more like God, more like Christ, more like the Bride of Christ. That's what's important, to being like the Bride of Christ. That's what we're, for our goalers should be set to, and to follow what God has to say. So, you can ask the question, you know, clarify what you're saying. Because I want to be a part of God's great life. Matthew chapter 20, 21. Matthew chapter 21. I'll just read it. Just write it down. It says in Matthew chapter 21 in the King James, verse 22, And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you will receive. So we have to ask God. We read something in the Scriptures we don't understand it totally. we should go to God in our, on our knees and say, please help me understand what you're, trying, you're telling me to do. Because sometimes we, we don't want to twist the Scriptures. We don't want to... Uh, I remember a sermon by a pastor many years ago. He said, too many people do not know how to put the Scriptures together. And so they can twist it. So Herbert Armstrong said, many years ago the one man he didn't like to wear women for the hair so they put in a bun so he twisted the scripture to say top not come down so he said you people gotta come down to the way I want to do it he twisted what was being said and we can't do that so if you don't understand the scripture it's very important to get on your knees and say to God, Father, help me. Open my understanding that I may see, that I may do what's right in your sight. James chapter 1 verses 5 and 6. James chapter 1 verses 5 and 6. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, so how many of us up yep, and say, hey, I know it all anyway. That's a way of see an attitude, isn't it? I know it all. But if we're godly, we're going to come to a point to say to ourselves, I really lack wisdom. Let him ask of God that he gives to all men liberally. God says, I will give it to you liberally, and unabraid not, and it shall be given unto him. The word unabraid, I looked that up. It's Psalms 36.79, then it means God is not going to defame you, or rail at you, or chide you, or taunt you, or condemn you. He's not going to do that. He's going to lead you. He's going to give you the information you ask for. Our God is a very loving God. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith. So if we're asking God, we have to have the, the desire to know, and we have to want to hear what God has to say. Not wavering, not saying, "Well, I will," "Well, maybe not," "Maybe I do," "Maybe I don't." You can't be like a wave on the sea. You have to really have the faith and trust to, to let God play you. For he that waves is like a wave of the sea, and driven by the wind, and tossed to and fro. So. You have to have faith and trust in trusting God. The third point, or the third way, of becoming an active listener—not being inter—not only being interested, not only asking questions, so that you can, when you ask the questions, it's going to focus you into what the person's saying. So if you're hearing what he's saying and you're trying to grasp what he's trying to tell you, you're going to ask the question. So the third point then would be, don't jump in the conversation too quickly. <laughs> that becomes easy, isn't it? You're sitting here in your conversation, and you don't think um, what's being said is enough information or leaving something out, and so you uh, jump in and add what you think ought to be said. And that's happened so many times to me and I've probably done it to a lot of people too. And you probably have too. That You've got somebody talking and maybe they're trying to get around to their basic point and they left something out and you jump in there and you add to what you think ought to be added to it. And it might be out of context. It might not even mean what they said. So we tend to that will that will lead when you do that will lead to frustration to the person that's speaking it will lead to contention, and we know we're not to have contention with each other, so it could cause an argument and harshness, and people just get short views <laughs> when they don't when they try to add what they think you should say, but we're different people and we have a different background, and sometimes when somebody's trying to tell you something like a sermon, and, and, the, and the man doing the sermon, like, like for me, a sermon takes me many, many hours and sometimes many days, and for even the, the time put into it, if you don't think you're, the person is getting to the position you want them at, you sit there in your mind and add to it, or you openly in a verbal conversation, you, you start adding what they should be saying, and that's not even where they're trying to go to. So you don't want to jump into the situation quickly. James chapter one verse nineteen. James chapter one verse nineteen. Here in James one verse nineteen, James is telling the people. So then, my beloved brethren, so he calls it. He's talking to the church. He's talking to us today. Let Every man be swift to hear. Uh, recognize the word swift, quickly. I, I need to hear it. As, I want to be there to hear this. Slow to speak up. So you don't want to jump in and try to uh, get the guy to where you want to go or get the speaker or the person or, the, or what God's trying to tell us you want to get it to where you think it ought to go. And slow the wrath, it's like it said up there. If you jump in too quickly, it's going to cause contentions and wrath and strife. And, and you're not actually listening. You want to be the listener. For verse 20, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So you don't want to cause strife. You want to say. I want to hear what this person say, and his concentration. I want to hear what he has to say, and I'm not. I'm going to hold back on cutting in. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, chapter one. I mean, Ecclesiastes chapter five and verse one. Ecclesiastes five, verse one. Ecclesiastes five, verse one. Keep your foot. When you go into the house of God, so when you come to Sabbath services, He's saying, mind your tongue. Hold back on the things that you're going to say. Be careful of what you say. And be more ready to hear the speaker, be ready to hear him, than to give the sacrifice of fools for for they consider not that they will be, be evil. So sometimes just pointing out. You come here, you want to hear God's Word. We ask in a prayer before services, before the sermon, we ask in prayer, God, open our understanding. Guide the speaker and guide the listener. That's important. And so when we ask that to be here in presence, if we do something other than that, are we then breaking the third commandment, taking God's name in vain, you've got to be very careful because it's all about God and not you so you come to church services, don't be the one that I'm going to give all the answers it's great when you come I enjoy uh, Andrew when he comes in because he'll, time, he'll ask questions that he's been studying and I think that's fantastic because that's what we're here for but when the speaker gets on there, we don't want to jump ahead of him or we don't want to uh, shut him out because when we do that, we become a, an inactive listener because we're thinking of what we ought to have and not what they're trying to bring out, the point that they're trying to show to us. So when you come into God's house, you come to the church, you come to services, we are here in God's presence and be ready to hear what God has to say you become then a very active listener you can write down go back and read Acts chapter 2 verse 42 where the apostles said you got to listen and follow what they have to say and 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 13 write that down For we want to hear we want to be where God is and we want to hear God's word from those who He has put here to teach us. The fourth point, point four, to be an active listener, you have to stick to the subject and don't get distracted. Oh, how easy that is. You know, you hear a sermon and it says something that you Think back and what happened in my life, and then you start thinking of how I can change and what I should have done, or, uh, uh, I, uh, or word brings. I think of my children in Florida or, or in Michi- Michigan or Tennessee or you know, wherever, or I think of somebody else that I've known, and so we don't stick to the subject. We get sidetracked. When you're not trying to have uh, the kind of conversation where listening is the key, and then you don't, you go down the rabbit trail. You go it off. And when you come back, you're not done this. I come back a minute, two minutes, three minutes later. And I'm sitting there wondering, I wonder what happened in between. Well, I can get take care of that. I get, to, I'll get a tape or I'll get a CD or I'll go back to the... But what about at that moment? Will you do it again? You get, go down the rabbit trail, they say, or that's what Dr. Gillum, uh, Gillian said. You go down the rabbit trail. In other words, avoid letting your mind go into unrelated topics and to distract from the subject at hand. That was a quote from Dr. Gilliard. He, re- he recommends that you ignore noises, anchor yourself to the s- reason you're starting the conversation until it's over. So you have to focus on what is being said. If you don't, who knows where you'll wind up being. Acts chapter 17, verses 11 and 12. Acts chapter 17. Here Paul is relating uh, to the Thessalonians, the people from Berea, uh, how they had a better idea. Acts chapter 17, verse 11. These, talking to the Thessalonians, are more noble than the Thessalonians in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. In other words, they were active listeners. We the Thessalonichans probably were inactive listeners. And searched the scriptures daily whether these things were so. So here Paul is saying, you have to be an active listener do you if it's telling you about the Scriptures, you go back and search it every day to see, is that right? What He said is the truth. Or maybe I can go and ask the question, can you help me better understand it? Because God has put and trained people to make you an active listener. Because He wants you to be part of the bride of Christ. And if you're... An inactive listener, you could be like those that came to Christ and said, uh, we're ready to come in, open the door to us. And he said, wait, I don't know you. Go away. Because they were not active listeners. They didn't, you know, Matthew 25, 10, by 10 virgins. Five of them were active listeners. And five of them apparently were inactive listeners. Because the active listeners kept bringing stuff in and keeping more oil and having extra oil, and the inactive felt they had enough. I've heard this, and like me, 56 years in the church. It's easy to sit back and say, I know that. I heard that 10 years ago. I heard that 30 years ago. I heard it 40 years ago. I heard it two days ago. You're an inactive listener if that becomes your attitude in a sermon, or the person speaking. So, it goes in verse 12, Therefore, many of them believe also of the honorable women, which were Greeks, and men, not a few. So the active person, as he's saying, in Berea, the Bereans, were more noble than the Thessalonians, And they listened and they believed what God was telling them to do. That shows these people were active in their listening. So, we have to stick to the subject and don't get distracted. It's difficult. I've been down that line and probably those people that have been in the church a long time can sit back and say, You bet. (laughs) I I can get distracted pretty easily. Uh, Maybe you don't like the speaker. Or maybe the speaker is so slow. If We had a speaker years ago. We used to sit back there and think, if he's speaking, it's going to be very tough. He's a very slow, deliberate speaker. and and, And what he preaches is good information, but sometimes it's hard to hear. Or it could be the other person who speaks so rapidly, you lose it. So you say, why did I listen to him? So you want to be, you want to stick to the subject. Concentrate If He's a fast speaker. Concentrate on what he's saying. And when he's over and you lost some points in there, but you were trying to get him, and trying to get him right, you might have him a little bit wrong. Go to him and say, you know, ask the question. I didn't get it, and I think he said this, uh, Let him ask and help you. The fifth point. The fifth point, becoming an active listener. An active listener. Not just the hearer. Mm -hmm. The hearer of the law isn't going to be uh, justified, but it's the person who is an active listener in doing the law. So the fifth point, stop making up stories. Have you ever been in a uh, this is Dr. Hilliard's quote. have you ever been in a conversation whether with another person where you feel a lot of information is missing, unfortunately, when you don't uh, have all the information, we tend to fill in the blanks. I guess I'll recover that point mine certain six. six. <laughs> I have too much information too many points. Yeah, because the first the point before that was sticking to the subject and making up stories where you answer, and here it is, we tend to fill in the blanks, again, it's kind of with the, one of the points before, we fill in the blanks, and when we, get, when we do that we always have a negative way. It's always negative when we fill in the points. Proverbs, one uh, scripture that we can add, put in that point where we fill in the points, is Proverbs 18:13, 18:13, 18, 13. And from the New King James Version, 18:13 of Proverbs. We fill in the blanks. He who answers a matter before he hears it it's folly and shame to him. So you don't hear the whole subject, but you answer it. You've got to come up with, I've got my conclusions. So again, another place you make up stories where you decide somewhere down the line that we know and we can make a story up to show that we know better of what he's talking about, especially in the Scriptures. we We can bring up Scriptures that we forgot. And that is something I've found over the years in my speaking. That when I get done, I go back over and listen to the sermon again. And I'm thinking, well, I should have put this point in there, and I should have put that point in there. And the, the passive listener who's building up a story, well, he just said this and this and this and this, he's not really listening. He's already predetermined what ought to be said. So don't make up stories that you can do it better than the speaker. The speaker spent a lot of time doing this. And no doubt, no doubt, if you will take the time and go back through sermons, and I said this in the last two sermons, it's up to you to take and prove what was said. It's up to you. You can hear it and be a passive listener and be a hearer and say, I don't want to, I don't want to really listen to what he said. I can find stories. I can think of stories that he could bring in uh, it'd be more important and maybe make the, the thing sound better. Uh, I've been listening to some tapes by very Smalley. and his tapes are on uh, loving relationships and and it that was important because he tells stories and and he focuses you in on it but if you're making the stories up, then you're not listening to what he has to say. So, don't try to make up new stories or new ideas that could have been better in the sermon or the sermon act or the, or the, the story the person's telling you. Maybe he's telling you a life story and, and, and you're trying to fill in the blanks. You can't do that. Point six. Point six don't make a big deal out of being wrong. It's hard sometimes, you know. You you hear a sermon, you hear us and mostly this is because we need to hear and listen to sermons or hear a story from somebody else. I related to somebody today that I said, well, I remember years ago, that was like uh, 18 years ago, I was talking to a fellow 19 years, or six, 16 years ago, I guess it was. I was talking to a fellow and I said, You know, I lived in Florida and I used to go up to Block Tower. Block Tower is the highest point in the state of Florida. He said, No, it's not. I said, Yeah, it is. I've, I've been living there. I've lived there for all these years. Block Tower is the highest point. No, it's not. He said, The highest point. Is if in the Panhandle, and it's 200 and some feet high, and Bach Tower is only 100 feet high. And I said, okay. I didn't, I didn't go and argue about it. I felt that he knew more than I did. So it wasn't worth arguing, was it? The point being that I, I thought it was that way, but I didn't make a big deal out of thinking that Block Tower is the highest point. It's not that important. So he was able to tell me and let me know the right thing and I had to say,
1: you're right. That's great.
0: Because I thought that the Appalachian chain comes down through Florida and goes down through the ridge area of Florida and so block towers on the ridge so that had to be the highest point. So I didn't make a big deal about it. I was willing to admit, i was wrong. So if you're hearing a story and you make a big deal out of what they said. You might know, not know, totally and completely what the person who's telling the story was thinking, or maybe he is right, like in the case with me. This man was right, and I was wrong. You hear a sermon sometimes, and you question the sermon at at your desk or your chair, and you go home and you question the minister or the speaker, and you question him and you say he's wrong, but if you study it and you say, hey, are you willing to go up to him and say, hey, you know, I thought you were wrong, I thought you said this and this and this, but I went back and listened to it again, and I was wrong. So you have to be willing to to admit mistakes you make or else you're not going to be a, an, an active listener. Because if you cannot admit the things you study might not be completely right, God going to look at it.
1: Remember
0: in Matthew 25, it goes down, God says to the people, the way you treat each other the way you deal with each other. So if you question somebody and you're argumentative about it and you won't change, are you going to argue with God? Christ because if the way we treat each other is the way we're treating God. The way we're treating Christ. So you have to come to a point to say, Yeah, I'm wrong. I've made that mistake. And and admit it, go to the person speaking and say, Hey, I made a big mistake, right? I judged you wrongly, and I need your help to to focus right. So we have to admit our faults.
1: Um,
0: so the question comes down to, what kind of listener are you? You have to ask yourself that. What type of listener am I? six points. Am I interested in what's being said? Do I ask the speaker questions? Or do I jump to conclusions or jump into the conversation and twist things around? Maybe I don't stick to the subject. Or do I stick to the subject? And do I stop? Or do I make up stories to make myself better? Or do I listen to the stories being told, then I'm an active listener. And am I willing to admit my mistakes? So what kind of a, a listener, you ask yourself, what kind of listener am I? What does God see in me? Am I an active listener or a passive listener? Because if I'm passive, I'm not listening. If I'm passive, I'm just hearing people. I've got my, what I think is much more important. Isn't that what the Lay of the said? I'm increased with goods. So I have need of nothing else. I don't need to hear another person speak. I know the answers. So I'm just a hearer. I'm just an passive listener. There's another point that I've got here and that is being a selective hearer. And it fits in all those six points. It's being selective in what I hear. You've probably heard the familiar phrase saying selective hearing is referred to people only hear what they want to hear. Boy does that There's a lot of cases in there. I only hear what I want to hear. I'm right. I want to go listen to what I want to hear, so I'm not a passive, I'm not an active listener, I'm a passive listener. So, tell me your story, okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Because you become selective in what you want to hear. I like this minister and I don't like that one. I like this person, I don't like that person. Uh, you select who you want to hear. You select what you want to hear. Selective hearing also is the ability to listen to to a single speaker. So it's not only wanting to hear people that you want to hear, but it is the ability the ability to listen to a single person speaking while there's a crowd or noises going around or there are other opinions. You select what you want to hear, and if it's at Sabbath services you have to select hearing. You can have, uh, I was doing, I think it was songs, might have been a uh, sermonette and a friend of mine was on the front row with an elder in the church and as I was speaking he stuck his tongue out and you don't know how much that is a distraction. <laughs> So I have to select where I would look. I can remember Mr. Uh, telling the people in Sabbath services, uh, young women wear long dresses because it's very difficult to be a speaker when you're distracting the speaker. And he had to send the two home. Shit changed. Because it is difficult, so it can distract the speaker. So, and the speaker has to be selective too. And what he says, and who he says it to. Selective hearing is the ability to focus on a single person out of a particular sound, or single out a single sound out of, out of many sounds. So you have to do that, or you have to focus on the person sometimes. You have to select who you're listening to because it is distracting sometimes. 2nd Timothy chapter 2. 2nd Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. Being selective in what you hear is so important. Peter, all uh, Paul says to Timothy as the teacher, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman needed not to be ashamed in rightly dividing the truth. So when you're reading God's Word, you have to be selective, focusing in on the subject that's being taught. And he's telling Timothy, you have to do that as the teacher. you have to, st- to uh, study and to be the right type of worker. Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter chapter one verse 10. Second Peter 1:10. Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence, to make your calling and election sure, for if you do, do these things you shall never fail. You have to be selective. Diligently is selective. Diligently is focusing. Diligently is putting your whole attention into what's being brought to you. Again in Second Peter chapter three verse fourteen. Being very selective in the things that you hear, things that you read. You don't want to become selective in somebody who's not teaching the truth. You don't want to be, you don't want to listen in to people who have made themselves preachers. I'm not at because Romans tells you, Romans chapter 10 tells you, how can you listen and how can they preach except God appoints them to do that job, so you have to be selective, even in who you listen to. Second Peter three verse fourteen. Wherefore, beloved, see that you look for such things. Be diligently in many, many. Uh, be diligent that you may be found of Him in peace, without spot and blameless. So you've got to be selective. You don't want to hear the wrong things and go off on the wrong track. So make sure that what you're hearing is what's being heard, what's being said. God at times has said that He he had things brought forth, He brought things out to people that He didn't want them to hear. God was being selected Himself in who hears and who doesn't hear. In Isaiah chapter 6, we're going to read 6 to 10. Isaiah 6, 6 to 10. Here God is pointing out the fact that He was selective. We want to be like God. Also, I have heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then Isaiah said, here am I, send me. So God asked a question. He's selected. Who am I going to send to these people? Who will I send? And he said, Go and tell this people, hear you indeed, but understand not. So God selected. He said, Go tell them, but don't understand, and see you indeed, but don't perceive it and make this heart of the people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, and let them see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart. Because he, he didn't want them to do that. So lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and be converted and be healed. So God wasn't ready for the world at this time. He's just called a selective group. So God is very selective in what He says and who He says it to. Again in Matthew chapter 13 verse 15, Christ speaking to the people. Christ Himself as the God, as the Son, as the Husband, says to the people, For this people's heart is waxed gross." and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. He said, I am selected. I'm not going to heal everybody at this point in time. So God wants you and me to be selected. He really does. But he also wants us, us, to be selective too. Again, he has said to Isaiah in Isaiah 53, because he wants us to be good listeners and to be
1: selective.
0: Isaiah said, who has to read that report? Isaiah's asking the question. I've been teaching. I've been telling you all these things, but who's repeating the report? And to whom is the honorable of the Lord revealed? God is revealing His Word to you. He's asked the question, who is He doing it to? To everybody? The world says, just come and say Jesus Christ and you're going to be saved. Or attend our church. Even in the churches of God, we have places that say, all you have to do is to come to our services, stay, pray, and pay. And I've heard those exact words, stay, pray, and pay. So there's people, there are congregations of the church of God who are not telling you to be an active listener. They're just telling you, all you're do is be with me, and you're going to go to a place of safety. But God's also shown He's very selective on who will go to a place of safety. also write down Mark chapter 8 verse 21 and he said to them, how is it that you do not understand? He asked the question because we're not selective hearers. We're not listening. We're hearing Christ. We're hearing words, but we are just not listening. So are you expecting to be selected by God? Not likely. Remember he said I pointed out earlier when we came to him five foolish virgins he said, Lord, open the door and you say you. God was selected, wasn't he? He wants you to be a active listener. He wants you to not only hear, but he wants you to perform and do the things. Acts 28, verse 27. Acts 28, verse 27. For the hearers, the heart of this people is waxed gross. So Paul is looking at the people and he said, they're, they're just so dull of hearing, and their eyes are, are dull with hearing, and their ears are dull hearing, and their eyes are have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and should be converted and God should heal them. So we we just gotta be very careful. God is very selective. He says that it's not only the hearers. Those people that are hearing, I hear God's word. I read the Ten Commandments, I've heard of the statutes and the judgments I've heard of these things, but he said it's not just hearing these things or seeing them. It's those that do them. And to be an active listener, you're not only going to listen, but then you're going to evaluate your life and make changes, because that's what's important. In Romans chapter 10, verses 16 and 17, Romans chapter ten verse sixteen and seventeen. Romans ten verse sixteen. But they have not all obeyed the good gospel, they the good news of the coming gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So they so then faith comes with hearing and hearing with the Word of God. So, you've got to be active. You've got to be a doer to be in God's way of life. So, again, I ask the question, what type of person are you? Are you an active listener or a passive listener? Do you want to know what God has to say? Do you, going back to the point be interested? Are you really interested in Sabbath? Is that important to you? Do you jump to conclusions? Do you stick with the subject? Are you a passive listener? Or are you one who is scrutinizing everything that's said? You're focusing in, you're selecting by God what you hear. Is it important then that we listen? You bet. Not just hearing the Word because that's not going to make it with God. You have to be listening and applying what God is saying. So answer with we want to be active listeners but we want to be part of the bride therefore we must learn to be listeners to learn to listen it's going to take a lot of effort it's going to take us it's probably take some time because most of the time we've been so passive in hearing that uh, I think, I remember years ago they said if you do something 21 times in a 21 day period, that becomes your way of life. And many of us have done this thousands of times. So that's our way of life, being passive listeners. But strive, work at 21 days of being an active listener. Put those points I gave to you into effect and see if. When you come to services and you hear a sermon, you ask a question if you don't understand. And you will become a pastor, an active, sorry, an active listener and you will be on your way, on the God's side of to being toward the bride of Christ.